Hello and welcome to HR Essentials. I'm Laura and in this show, you'll hear from a range of special guests, top HR leaders all offering a slightly different, delightfully honest and an engaging exploration on all things HR. From management and leadership to HR technology and pretty much everything else in between. So whether you're a HR professional or not, stay tuned as we dig up tips, tools, and insights that you can apply to your own organization. Welcome to Liraomics FM. I'm Laura, and in this episode of HR Essentials, we will be discussing about what is HR's role in enhancing the culture of a workplace. And today with us, we have Puan Nora from Maybank. I cannot tell you how excited I am <laughs> to have you as our first guest on our show. Thanks for coming in. Ah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Laura. So let's dive in. Um, we know that culture is very unique to uh, different organisations and now more so than ever, I think the emphasis is a lot on culture that sometimes people are choosing that over pay even. So what, what does culture mean in an organisation setting? Well, Laura, I belong to the school of thought because there are many different schools of thoughts whenever we talk about culture in the workplace. Mm. I belong to the school of thought where, you know, to me, culture is too big a word for anyone to comprehend and wrap their head mm. around. Okay, Can for be me, it's yes. For me, it's workplace climate. Mm. It's the environment in the workplace. Right, and that's simpler. That's mm. that's a bit more palatable yeah. for for people to deal with. And because of that, and I'm, I'm excited when I, when I talk about workplace and environment because it's something you can influence immediately mm. versus the baggage that comes or perceived baggage that comes with the word culture. And people go, right, to change culture, I need five to ten years kind of thing. Mm. Okay? And, and so that's too long for me. So for me, let's talk about workplace climate. And the climate in any place... Uh, even this room, mm. can be influenced immediately, mm. almost immediately, with the right uh, influences and the right handrails put mm. in, if you like. Okay? So let's put that aside first because yeah. that's important. But well, um, that's really breaking it down. Absolutely. Because that's essentially <laughs> what it is, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And so then I come to the next um, um, point in, in that we are very much you know, influencing a change in the workplace and in, in the in the work climate, it is human resources role. You know what what else, right? Because our role is to ensure that the the people aspect of any organization is effective, mm. full stop, right? And anything and everything that influences or stops someone from being able to do to perform becomes our job. Mm. And so you know that's the job description of today <laughs> for for HR. Now, I'm excited because in the current times where, you know, the wisdom of our forefathers and foremothers when they said, never say never, mm. right? Nothing is impossible. Now, those are reality today. Right. And, and it's so refreshing to hear that because a lot of times, like, exactly what you said, culture can be a big word. It's, oh, it's a values, mission, vision statement. And that sometimes can then stop people. I mean, I've seen that with my clients yes. as well. Stop them from progressing further. Or they will, okay, let's tick the boxes we have. Vision, yep. mission. Absolutely. That will be our culture. Mm. But really, it's how do you 
want the climate? How do you want people to behave That's right. um, in a certain way? And how, how would that, that will then drive performance as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in terms of enhancing, so you, you said that HR, that is HR's role. Mm. Um, a strong culture is important for an organization's success, but we know that strong doesn't mean fixed. And as goals and strategy changes according to the future as well, mm. I think culture too should intentionally be continuously shaped. Yeah. Perhaps if you could walk me through, you know, how did how has Maybank's culture evolved in the <laughs> ten years that you've been there? Okay. Well, it is so true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me give you some some of the components, if you like, of of what I've put in place and what we're dealing with today. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not stopped, right? The minute we stop doing things, then you know that's you when die. we start to <laughs> deteriorate, right? right. Okay, first things first. Um, We, human resources, human capital people, um, like I said, it's accountable to ensure that the organization has a a set of policies and infrastructure that enables Mm -hmm. the right culture, the right behavior, the right outcome, the right performance, right? If you flip that sentence, okay, which which is what I prefer, if we flip that sentence, it becomes even more impactful. Okay, let's try this. I say... Okay, an organization's policy and processes and, and SOPs and whatnot mm. should not stop anyone from doing the right thing. Right. Okay, to me, that's, that's more powerful. And so that's our job. Right. Okay, so start with what we, okay, we lament about probably there not being support, you know, uh, the, the top the top not supporting and stuff. So, so we can talk about what stops us mm. from doing things. there will things. always be something. There will always be. Yeah. Start with what we are accountable for right. and have authority over, mm, like nice. HR policies, yeah. right? So that's what we did, right? We, I examined with a tooth comb, right? Every policy to, and, and was our worst critique, if you like, Right, so before others can, you know, can yeah. can can crit- criticize our policies, do that to yourselves first, and see whether it's going to be enabling people and allowing people to do the right things. Mm. Now, what are the right things? And these are, you know, we've been conditioned, haven't we? I mean, since what 18th century industrialization, right? With the advent of rail, a railway, and and um, electricity and so forth, right? Until today, mm-hmm. so most of what you and I use in the workplace, HR policies, management tools, were all designed for oh, yes. those centuries, all right? Of, of so industrialization, no, very <laughs> much so, very much so. Performance management system, for example. We talked mm. about this before we, yeah. we began. Um, ever since I started working, has been the same way. You just train and retrain people to use the same tool, right? And and I always hold on to this saying by George Bernard Shaw. Mm. I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm sure when I say it, you, you will recall. Now, he said so wisely, right? Progress is impossible without, without change, yeah. right? And anyone who cannot change their mind, Cannot yeah. implement change, right? Yeah. So um, I think we need to hold on to that even so now. Yeah. So examples have been there for decades that some of these tools and thinking, this conditioning that we've been going through is no longer applicable. So I'll take you, Laura, mm. to, to when I, you know, early days of my working life, mm. right? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take you on this little ah, journey, right? Let's go. As, as an example, hmm? when I had my first child, for example, Okay, and I was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in this job where 
like most jobs, right, where you can't leave the workplace, right, right during work hours, okay. during office hours. Or leave your table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was a teacher then. I was a teacher. Mm. Mm. And a teacher in a very little town where traffic jams are unheard of, right? <laughs> so, so it's very predictable in terms of time that I would take from, from my school to my home, which is like three minutes away. Oh, nice. Yes. So I was... You know, I think I was a good teacher. My students say I was a good teacher. The results say I'm a good teacher. So I was a good teacher. So you are a yes, good teacher. Yes. And I'm ahead of my lesson planning. Mm. I, you know, my, my students love me and so forth. So I saw no reason why I couldn't go whenever I don't have classes yeah. to breastfeed my baby. Yeah. Okay. But rules, regulations, everything is thrown at me and said, mm. no, 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 cannot be done. Mm. Okay. Now, after struggling, for a, for a few weeks, I finally decided, no, I'm not going to deprive my baby, mm. right? I'm on tour, everything. I don't see any reason why I, ca I can't. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. So just that as an example, yeah. personal example, that's why it's shaped me as a HR right. professional, right? right. Um, and I strongly believe in that. We shouldn't put in place anything that stops anyone from doing right. the right thing. And doing the right thing from a work perspective as well as for life, because yeah. in the current times, you and I always talk about the integration of yes. work life. Into, yeah? It's not so, about balance. Exactly. Yeah. It's, not, it's not about balance. I agree. And we now, mankind, have tools to enable us to even, you know, do better. Mm. So just that, mm. right? Yeah, and, and I agree. It's, it's also not having a cookie-cutter mentality, yes, right? Not absolutely. a one-size-fits-all because different people will have different ways of reacting. Yes. And I mean, high performers and maybe medium performers, you can expect different things as well, different policies. Um, yeah, and, and that's... That, that, that was a great yeah. example. Now, you, you've actually touched on the next point I was going to highlight, <laughs> right? Industrialization before IR 4.0 is about economies of scale. It's about standardization for efficiency and so forth, mm -hmm. right? That's yes. what you're saying just yeah. now. And I totally agree. In the current times, it's about personalization and customization. Yeah. So when I say look at policies with a fine-tooth comb, what I mean is really that are we able to, will policies enable mm. managers and staff mm. to be able to customize the right solutions for them, mm. to be able to perform? Mm. Now, I, I remember in another interview, I said, you know, I've always given 200%, right, as far as out outcomes is concerned wow. for my organization and stakeholders, mm. right? You don't have to tell me. I have this paranoia myself, right? Mm. But... You, it will limit me if what you are interested in is asking me where I am, right? Versus am I giving the 150% mm. to 200%? So we must fine-tune and, and, and change our, our yeah. approach in terms of even governance yeah. in, in, in today's world. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm listening correctly as well, I think trust yes. is huge. Yeah. You know, it's not just trusting... Uh, it's not just you trusting your employees to do what they are needed to do, mm. but also employees having the trust that, that, you know, my company believes in me, my organization believes in what I do. Um, I am safe here. I have the emotional stability. You know, I don't have to be worried about, oh, what's happening? And, and that's why I said you, you don't need someone to keep checking on what, yes. what am I doing because yes. I trust you. Yeah. And if that trust is lost or... Uh, Perform. I mean, everything goes down. <laughs> One of the second order implications of the internet and the tools that you and I have, Google and all, mm -hmm. right, 
It's actually making everybody more knowledgeable, more aware, and more able to govern themselves. Mm-hmm. Actually, so a lot that of personal responsibility exactly. and, and trust, of of course, is is you know comes with all of that. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I I truly truly believe right that if you treat someone as a child, the person will remain a child. <laughs> okay, yes. um, you don't react to the exceptions mm. who you know who will betray anything anyway right, right? but look at what what's you know what yeah. what the promise of being more enabling right yeah we're we talking about culture here we're talking about parenting because it sounds <laughs> the same to me <laughs> yep yep same principles yeah <laughs> it, it's it's not about what my, what i do now you know it's not about what what's in a job but really how do i contribute to the larger purpose and vision yes. as well of yes. the organization. So let me expand on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Maybank, um, we have as an example, as another example, what we call uh, go ahead, take charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now go ahead, take charge is it sounds simple, but the if we do it right, it will become the solution to a whole host of ills and issues that has been bugging uh, businesses worldwide. I'm, and I'm not talking about just one organization, mm-hmm. okay? Like productivity, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the right level of resourcing? Mm-hmm. And what's the le- right level of um, income that, you know, that uh, or pay that mm-hmm. we should be paying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Go Ahead Transform seeks to, to actually be the solution to all of that, those questions. Um, one of the ways, one of the ways is really enabling someone to be able to do everything that he or she can do, right, now versus the old thinking where, sure, I want to be, I, I, I like marketing, so I can mm. do marketing, but I'm now in HR. Two so years. I have to wait, uh. I have to wait for when there is a vacancy, I apply for it, right. and it's going to be a tough, tough sell because people are going to say, you, you don't have marketing experience. The ad will say you need at least five years experience, whatever that means. You know, I've always questioned that. It's still there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not in Maybank, hopefully. I've, I've banned that. Okay, because no one can explain to me what five years in marketing means, mm. right? Um, so uh, it allows our people to actually do whatever they can, right? Mm. All in the same year. And we are committing to be able to track their performance mm. and they will be recognized and rewarded for it. Right. Okay. And, and one of the tools that we've got is what we call the marketplace. Um, yeah. Is and, it a digital tool? Uh, it is a digital right. tool. It is um, w- where people can post mm. their re- needs for resources mm. and you find a match, mm. right? Within it's, the organization. Within the organization. Wow, that's yeah. really allowing them to decide for themselves yes. what they're good at. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure you have tools to identify that as well to align uh, competencies. But yeah, yeah you, you hear a lot of times that, oh, I'm doing this because... I studied marketing. Mm. <laughs> but we're in this day and age now where it's not just what you studied, but your life experiences, what yes. you go through, what you read, how you're continuing yes. to evolve as a person. My God, Laura. Okay, now I'm going to tell you the other, the other <laughs> pillar of the go, uh, Maybank, the right Maybank <laughs> Take Charge. Because you're absolutely right. Again, there are many bankers who actually mm. deep down want to be bakers, for example. Right? Are and you one of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Um, I don't bake that well. So 
But you we'll know, try next time. <laughs> yeah, you know, because of the, again conditioning. So I come back to conditioning. Mm. Society says you go to school, you have to be straight A student, mm. which is terrible, by the way. You go to college, you have to be, you know, like mm. dean's list, right? So, yeah. And when you graduate, you have to find a job, otherwise you're a failure. Mm. And if you work in a bank, so much better. Mm. <laughs> okay. Now, so a lot of people become bankers because of that, right? right? But deep down, they are artistic people, for example, right. or they are, you know, fabulous writers, mm. right? Now, so we're giving that opportunity as well. Mm. So they can flex in. So the, another pillar we have is flex in. Another pillar is flex out, mm. right? So flex in means they go for work, uh, flexible work arrangements. They, they decide that, yeah, I want to freelance as a writer. So I will give Maybank three days in a week. Mm. Three days in a week, I'm a banker. Wow. Yeah. So we've we've actually enabled that as well. Wow. And that for shareholders, mm-hmm. not so now I'm talking I'm you know, I'm talking to a, another category of stakeholders, our shareholders, mm-hmm. right? To our shareholders that should don't panic because mm-hmm. that should be music to your ears. Yeah. Because then we don't resource up to the max of what we need yeah. when there are troughs. Yeah. Right? Because there are peaks in their yes. troughs, right? So yeah, you get it. I yeah. can see you. Yeah, I, I, I agree because yeah. I, mean, I think as HR as well, we we have to lean into those concepts like the gig economy. It's That's not right. about, and, and and I think we're at a forefront where we can also decide um, how the game is going to be, yes. the rules of the game, yeah. uh, where the traditional rules are not going to be applicable. Mm. And it's mm. amazing to see how that can also happen in an industry like yours mm. in banking, where. You know, you're known to be cutthroat. You know, it's who who who's gonna get that first. <laughs> yeah. So it's very refreshing to hear that there's an opportunity or the culture is such that to enable that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've Just, I've stayed wow. away. I don't know whether you noticed. I've stayed away from using um, trendy or fashionable terms like gig. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because it turns some people off. Right. Okay. And I, I like, always oh, say, you're so forward thinking. No, kind. but also, you know, they, they, there are always naysayers who says, mm-hmm. oh, you're just doing what's, what's fashionable today. Mm-hmm. That's not us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I've, pride myself in that I'm a more mm. classic person rather than a trendy person, <laughs> right? So I go for strong principles, right? right? And, and we don't, you know, lose sight of that. Yeah. If, you know, the reason why we do flex is because it makes sense, yeah. not because it's trendy, yeah. right? That's the reason why I, tr- I try to stay away from, from right. labels, yeah. but focus on the principles. Yeah. Mm. And, and like you said earlier about stakeholders as well. Yeah, yeah it's at the end of the day, it's, it's value to them because what, what are we seeing now uh, where outcome is more important than the time spent That's at right. work. And so if you have those kind of workers uh, or if you have that ability to have those people and being able to know how to manage them as mm-hmm. well, then it will definitely you know, impact the bottom yeah. line. Another key point that you mentioned. So I love it. You know, you said <laughs> know how to manage them, right? Mm. That's what I mean by governance. So mm. r- governance in the current world, mm. in, in the digital world, mm. it, it comes in different forms. So we cannot you know, insist on using the old ways and old policies, mm. right? Just because someone's not in front of you doesn't mean the person's not productive, mm. for example. Mm. And I have lots of managers who you know, freak out when I say, let the person be. Okay, and and you you not you don't have to know what the person where the person is every minute and second of the day, right? So yeah. please ensure, right? Please ensure, and I always tell my team, right? Don't you apply, you know, old thinking, mm. 
and and that as as you know another saying right mm. we, we, that you and I know right mm. that the the danger of mm. going into a, a turbulence mm. is really not the turbulence and we are in in a turbulent time right now it's all mindsets mm. all yeah. mindsets is the greatest danger right and it's still so hard to break out of that because i mean that's all we know right yeah. we've seen we've seen how it has been done but if we're not agile enough to see that change um, then we're just going to lose out. Mm. You know, you're not going to maintain that competitive advantage. And the thing is that employees now or, or even those fresh graduates, they know what they want. <laughs> and if you don't, not to say keep up with them, but if you don't keep up with times or with future and, and even with technology, oh, we're going to be so far behind. Yes, yes. Right. Well, again, you're absolutely right. It's not about millennials or the younger sets really mm. right mm. because and this is what I always tell my team you know unless you've been a hermit and, you know but even in caves I was going to say living in a cave but <laughs> even you? caves have wi-fi today right so <laughs> you, unless you you're, you're which cave have you up, been going to for Nora? <laughs> <laughs> unless you're locked up somewhere okay mm. We are all digital citizens already. Yeah. Come on, yeah. right? Even I my know grandparents. A, exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of grandparents in their 70s, 80s who are on their smartphones as much as a young person. My grandparents can even use uh, WhatsApp web. There you go. Oh <laughs> my goodness. There you go, right? So yeah. we are all digital citizens, yeah. right? And we are all learning. We're going to take a short break for a while and we'll come back with Panora on HR Essentials. Kevin is at an interview for a job. He's a fresh grad and hopes to gain his first working experience. The interviewer asks him, I see that you're very much academically inclined. Oh, thank you. I try my best. Uh, yes, but there doesn't seem to be much working experience on your resume. Uh, yeah, I just graduated, so this will be my first job. Great, we'll call you. Thank you so much. I'm pretty sure you know how this ends. HR interviewers are not only looking at what's on paper. They're looking to understand you, your strengths, as well as areas of improvement and how you could be a fit for the job you applied for, as well as the organization's culture. Past working experience can help paint this picture. Sure, most fresh grads don't have much working experience, so how can they convince an employer to take a chance on them? Here's what Kevin could have said. Uh, yes, but there doesn't seem to be much working experience on your resume. Yes, but I'm a fast learner, I'm eager to learn, and I'm very hardworking. An answer like that would have been better, as it shows what you're willing to bring to the table. But to do so, Kevin has to be aware of what he's actually good at and what he's willing to improve. An easy way for someone in Kevin's shoes to go about identifying his strengths and weaknesses is to take a virtual assessment. If you find yourself in this position, a great resource you could use is the Virtual Assessment Center at Leadernomics.com. It would help give you a head start on taking control of your future interview process and to know a little bit more about yourself. Own your future. Link is in the episode's description. We're back with Juan Nora Manaf, Group Chief Human Capital Officer of Maybank. And so, 
Ponora, you shared about um, the new roles that you have created in in your human capital team Mm -hmm. um, in line with the future of work and the changing work, how work is changing as well. Can you share more about that? Sure. And I'm a big, big believer that one of the biggest potentials of Industrial Revolution 4.0 or the current Mm. digital times is really about the ability to personalize Mm. solutions for people. Um, And we see that in Uber and, you know, Grab and and how Airbnb has taken off and so forth, right? I mean, I don't have to belabor that point. But how do we translate that within the workplace, Right. right? So... The new roles for my HR team, and I and I kicked it off actually early this year. Okay, I told them that it's wishful thinking if anyone wishes that we are not going to automate, mm-hmm. right? That we are not going to RPA, mm-hmm. robotize, mm-hmm. yeah, wherever we can. Mm-hmm. That's wishful thinking mm-hmm. because that's the answer yeah. for for you know better cost management yes. and and productivity. So we need to be worried about, so what are you going to be doing? And that's why we launched, for example, our Maybank Future Ready upskilling mm. and reskilling last mm. year, right? Now, specifically for HR, because that's a different topic, right? And we'll take another 20 <laughs> minutes for that. So for, from yeah. a HR perspective, one of the newer roles to enable customized solutions, right? And that really is, is an issue for me because for our customers, if you were to ask customers of HR, mm. right, what they pull their hair about, you know, when they deal with HR. I think it's that. Mm. It's it's HR being robotized, mm. right? And because, you, you know, the policy the says effect. this. Exactly. Mm. So we're learning to be more humane and hu- more human mm. because the other parts that can be robotized will be taken over by yeah. robots and, and digitization. So we I created what I now call just simply customer engagement managers, mm. right? Now, they are the ones who goes out and solves every problem that a person has. Because, you know, when a person comes to us and says, I'm not happy with my rating. Oh, my God. That's a full case study. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, in the past, we, we just treat it as a grievance on rating mm. and deal with it. But actually, there's a whole yeah. lot more that you need to do. Why did the manager do this? Or oh, then, you know, when you have the why, you have three reasons. That's true. You deal with all three reasons. That's a full-time job. And you dig deeper and Yes, deeper. exactly. <laughs> You're on the dot again. Mm. So be happy, I say. Mm. Because that one, we cannot robotize. Mm. At least not today, right? Yeah. Then I'm creating a job for you. So more and more, we are building a pool of customer engagement or customer experience managers in HR mm. to deal with every problem, every qu- query, every question that, that a staff or a customer raises. Mm. How do I measure them? But I also say to them, of course, that you are not just working based on uh, demand and supply. Mm. Because when you have no demand, as in, you know, a demand is a, a, a plea, a, a a complaint and so forth, right? When you don't have that, you seek a customer. And and that's about data analytics. Another skill, uh, 4.0 skill. Use information. Now, you and I have to really learn how to use data. Yeah. Because data abounds, but we have, we've not been using it. And, and, you know, it's a whole cycle of us not having enough time because yeah. we are rushing, doing, you know, standardized things, yeah. okay? So, when, how, do you, how do I look for a customer? I go into the employee engagement, mm-hmm. for example, survey, mm-hmm. right? And I see 
any any issues coming out from any unit. Mm. Go in there, right? Mm. Or when you see no problems but upside mm. not realized, right? Mm. Some a, a unit that's very highly engaged but results is less than moonshot thinking, mm. less than 10 times, right? Yeah. That's that's an opportunity. Yeah. So those are what customer experience and customer engagement managers do right. in HR. Wow, and that's really changing it up because you don't expect that for a for, for you don't expect that for HR and even you know a survey in Gallup shows that HR is actually one of the worst um, <laughs> integrators of technology. Yes. Um, but it's so good to hear that the, you know tech, technology is always going to be there, but it's how it's go, it's going to just help you enable you to do work better so that you yes. can do the human side of things, Absolutely. which is gonna define what the company is all about. And you know, you know, Panora, you, you you shared a lot about the different programs and activities that you've run for Maybank. How is it? How, could you also share? You know, even as we try to wrap up, what steps do you take to periodically evaluate how how are they performing? How do they make an impact and eventually affect the bottom line? Mm. Laura. When we started, we, we shared an insight about the two of us, right? We've got finance <laughs> backgrounds, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, it goes without saying, mm. I'm, I'm a numbers person mm. and I've always believed in dashboards, mm. right? And, and keeping track of indicators, leading and lagging indicators mm. to make sure that I'm going the right way, right? And also putting it in view that's so right. people know yeah. about it. Yeah, because mm. that's what dashboards mean, right? right. You look at it, yeah. <laughs> right? So that's a discipline that I've put in place mm. uh, wherever I'm in charge and in, including in Maybank. So yes, um, for me, we, we are paranoid about our monthly dashboards, mm. right? Uh, to, to make sure that the indicators are going the right way. Of course, as you mentioned, the ultimate is I could have all this sexy stuff and yet, touch wood, and yet we're not making the right profit levels. Mm. So that is the ultimate indicator, right? right? Is our PBT per staff cost right. healthy? Right. Is our revenue per staff cost going mm. the right way, right? Mm. All, all the areas needed to make sure that it's a holistic yep. dashboard is in place. Yep. So we monitor that on a monthly basis. Yep. Um, and I make it visible, as you again highlighted, mm. I make it visible because it's part of my Group Exco um, monthly dashboard meeting uh, materials. Discussion as well. That's right. right. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. And thanks, Manora. I think what you shared was not just for, you know, Malaysia's biggest bank, right? But it's, it was essential, you know, you, you broke down the essentials for even the smaller companies to, anyone can also go through their policies with a fine-tooth comb like you did. Um, you can even create different ways to see how culture can work in your organization. It's really taking the small steps first. Don't don't be too ambitious and try all that. And it's like, oh, it's, oh because it's Maybank. But it's not just that. What you've shared today is that, you know, it's really the little things that will make the difference. So... Thanks for being here with us. You're an incredible, thoughtful leader. And I can, I can see that a lot of things were very intentional in terms of what you put in place. And you're doing some really pioneering work in Maybank. Very fundamentally different um, and, and so intentional about how you want to support and enable your people. It's been great to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.